You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Benny and the Bets. What is good, people? Benny and the Bets for week 11 of the National Football League and beyond. Friend of the show, Adam Rosenberg, is with us. Amanda, you should be following all over the different social media channels, but probably more in particular on Twitter at Hey Rosenberg. I, I feel like when I introduce you, not only are you a <laughs> valued friend um, and, a, and a sharp of sharps, but you are you do a thousand things and then I feel like I have them listed. And then on top <laughs> of a thousand things, there's another 500 things. And so I feel like it's going to sound lazy. But I kind of want to just tee you up to say, hey, Rosenberg, where the hell can I find you besides everywhere? Well, I mean, you know, hey, Rosenberg, that's uh, that's how the brand works. Uh, no, it's just, uh, look, I mean, I think the only thing that I just do that makes it seem like I'm doing a lot of things is just that I bring all my friends together. Well, you know this well. And so it's like I, if I meet somebody who like should meet someone else, I don't leave it there i'm like no 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 no, betty you need to meet javon I'm like no you yeah. gotta meet so and like we make it happen um sports betting kingmaker i yeah i you know i'm a i'm a, I'm a mocker i'm a i'm a sports you're, betting you're mocker a mocker and a matchmaker like all rolled into one with a little bit with like and i say this with pride with a little bit of like the sports betting regina george in there just a little tiny bit of it like just just enough just enough of like someone actually called me that. Someone said you're you're the uh, gambling Twitter. You're, you're the Regina George of gambling Twitter, and I was like, wow. I love that. And so, <laughs> of, of all the different people that I think, that's actually a really interesting question. Like, if you could be any character from Mean Girls represented in sports betting, who would you be? I I feel like Regina would be the person that you'd want to be. Like nobody else had. Cassie had some redeeming qualities, but she kind of gave in to everybody. She's like, I kind of want to just, you know, give out plays for free. And I, I feel like that's the right thing to do. And then she gets suckered into, you know, creating uh, content behind the paywall. Yes, basically. Yeah. Well, I was talking to somebody else today that the the sheer irony <laughs> in the fact, like in watching gambling Twitter touts um, essentially weaponize their discords when discord discord was created to open and free message each other like that's what it's meant to do for specifically for gaming and to watch touts turn it into gatekeeping via paid services is ironic hilarious all of the above um and fight over it it's just wild to me so we when, um, we, when we last talked we we actually kind of had a conversation about this and by the way for for those that are you, those of you that are uh just just joining us, or, or maybe you were skipping ahead in the beginning and uh, realized you went a little bit too far. Uh, this is Benny and the Bets. We are presented by PXG. You should be able to uh, head on over, check them out over at PXG, PXG Kansas City. Um, by the way, I was also thinking about this. Um, I kind of want to be Kevin, Kevin Lepore. Like that Ooh. would be the actual dude you want to be. That's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. Right, oh, leader man. of the yeah. Lead? yeah, absolutely. Oh, like, that's a good call. Yeah. I mean, Regina, Regina would be fun because you know what Regina could do? Regina could just, you just have whatever bankroll you want. And yeah, I mean, like, but you I can just have more. The thing is, is like Kevin DePore is going to have like a cool jacket that says like, 
Bentleys or whatever on the back of it. And oh, like, he's going to show up on a show wearing rocking an old school Eagles jersey. Absolutely. With like, like I, I do. This is, I, you know what? This is, uh, I, so I, I had some, I've had some, a very good run of wins that have gotten actually limited, but it's been a good time. And, um, so I turned around and, you know, there's stuff, it's all stuff I sent you. It's not like weird. It's just like, no, I know, but smart see, correlated. It's not. just like, I've been, I, so look, I've been, I take very, I take very clear advantage whenever there's a boost on a book, I make a correlated parlay, period. Like, I'm not looking to get something that's 22 to one. I don't even need something that's 15 to one. I look for something that's between five to one and seven to one. And it's correlated. If this, then that boom. Okay. And let's, and, and specifically in college football and some other things, and at some NFL props, they've hit like crazy for me to the point where I was like, oh, I did a lot of them on Fanatics book. And they give you, Fanatics is a great loyalty program. <laughs> if you bet on it, you get stuff for their store. And I've needed a new Eagles jersey forever. And I wanted this one. I wanted it in time for this show. I wanted it in time for the game on Monday. And uh, then I got my wife a Celtics sweater. So like, she's happy. You got yeah. Me. Yeah. And, and I mean, you, you can have the green, you can wear it throughout the course of the holiday season. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. Everybody wins. All right. So I, here's, here's what we're going to talk about today, in addition okay. to probably whatever whatever else crosses our mind. Um, we'll, we'll start off the show by kind of taking a look at things that have sort of stood out to us over the course of whether it be the, the, the first half plus of the NFL season. I want to talk to you about this wild run of unders, particularly primetime unders that we're on and whether you think there's going to be any correlation to the game on Monday night with, I think, the defenses of both these teams really not being discussed enough. Um, we'll obviously talk Chiefs and Eagles from a variety of components at the end of the show. Of course, we'll go through some of our favorite plays. Um, and also, we're in the midst of really good NBA stuff. College basketball is underway. Yeah. We're wrapping up college football. I think what I love about talking to you is that you're you're so tuned in with the industry in general and about sort of where conversation is going. So I guess let's start on the NFL side. You know, we had Evan Abrams, a uh, guy that you, I know you used to work yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, Evan's, Evan's real smart. I've, I've quoted Evan a lot because he's, he's doing, he does the hard stuff. He does. And you know, it's funny. I, I reached out to him after the show and I was like, hey, I came across this observation about uh, Chiefs and Eagles this week. You know, let me know if you end up stumbling across it. And he's like, yeah, no, I was actually thinking about the same thing. So did you know that this game on Monday night is the first time since 1995 that two teams who have not been underdogs all season long are playing against each other for the first time after nine weeks. So your samples that all, that's awesome. Is that cool? Like we're, we're going back now 28 years. And the only reason that that happened was you had an injury on, on one side, I think for Dallas and San Francisco um, and Dallas, I think was a 12 point favorite in that game end up losing outright because Troy Aikman got injured in the first quarter. So wow. that's the sort of stuff that you can find with Evan. But we also talked about sort of the under trend. When you're looking at some of these numbers, especially like 70-something percent right now in primetime unders for the season. Yeah. I think it's 70. It's like a, it's like 70% the last two seasons. It's 20. This is definitely going to get Monday night football. Special. 24. 20, it's 24 and 7 overall this year. Um, I mean, look, I mean anecdotally if you're a bookmaker it makes sense because no one wants to bet unders and these are island games and this is this, this i mean you're not trying to do it but you want to set a number that's going to go under offenses have been down across the league i saw a stat the other i saw a stat earlier i think 
it's like a record number of different rushing touchdowns. Different players have had rushing touchdowns this year. Something like that. It was like like something insane. Um, and you know that is. I don't know if that's a testament to better defenses or just different worse quarterback play or just worse overall play. Like conditions or something haven't been bad, but offenses are down across the board. It's very we're not having a Mahomes record breaking year. Like the, even this Chiefs team is like they're the arguably at least the second best team in the league, and they have you wouldn't say that you wouldn't say that about the wide receiving core. You wouldn't say that about this thing. Yeah. It's like it's not things don't feel that way versus last year where it was like. I remember exactly when I knew that Badger Mahomes was the MVP of the season, even though obviously I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. And it was when he threw this bomb in week nine or ten. They were playing the Chargers. And he threw this bomb to Mecole Hardman. And I'm very, very sorry to everybody who I know who listens who's probably like might be a big Mecole Hardman fan because you're all Chiefs fans. But like Mecole Hardman would not have anything without Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm sorry. Like he wouldn't. And so all I can think of is Patrick Mahomes literally has these guys around him that no one would ever have heard of if he wasn't absolutely incredible. And, uh, but you know, it's just that being said, guys are all dinged up. I think Burrow just got hurt his hand, like, you know, live breaking news. Um, so it's, it's kind of a different thing and it's not as if penalties are up. It's not as if soft plays are happening. It's just scoring is way, way down. And so with that come those unders. Yeah. The, the number specifically, as I pulled up Evan's article, Monday Night Football games, 11-1 and one to the under so far in 2023. 56-28-1 since 2019. By the way, I also pulled up those quarterbacks that played in 95. Uh, G-Sans will remember this name. Elvis Gerback. Elvis uh, Gerback. That game for the 49ers. Uh, it was not Steve Young. Uh, it was, in fact, Elvis Gerback. I mentioned Troy Aikman started that game, but he left in the first quarter, so Wade Wilson took over wow. and the Cowboys were not minus 12 they were minus 13 uh, and they ended up losing the game outright as far as all right so so the scoring obviously is down and you know we a couple weeks ago we had um we had Rafael Esparza a uh, long time oh nice uh really really good dude as well and we were also talking about sort of the list of, of MVP candidates and whether or not this actually might be the year where you go against the green move off of the quarterback and obviously like no Tyreek Hill for a week. The, the numbers kind of move a little bit. CMC not getting the end zone last week brought his line a little bit down. And then you have the emergence of CB lamb these last three games. I, I put a little bit on Tyreek Hill at 50 to one, just cause I felt like why not the record could still be broken. Um, and it's still a dynamic year, but what would have to happen for a quarterback this season um, to not walk away with the MVP. Do you see any possibility? Where would you list sort of your your overall prospects here? I think the most... Uh, so, yeah, people got to remember there's a difference between like MVP and Offensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year is 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 cleaner. It's stat-driven. Um, MVP is kind of narrative combined with, you know, how this team does. Like, what is this guy been to this team to make it happen which is why like I said like Patrick Mahomes it has nothing to do with the fact that he threw like 40 bombs or whatever he did last year it's that the guys that he was surrounded by last year outside of like Travis Kelsey I mean like let's be honest like who um and and, you had a good year and look what look what's happening right now in New England I completely I mean people have made their careers off doing that it's um so I think that the only wild card in it that could potentially 
become the MVP is CJ Stroud. Um, and I know that that just is weird because he's a rookie in those things, but like he's kind of filling both those. He's the only one. I mean, it, it, I don't. I see that more likely than a non-quarterback. Um, is because as I go through, the Niners are still able to win without CMC. It, it's it's how are your team? Is your team able to win without this guy versus is this guy putting up gaudy stats? And um, you know the the Houston Texans are not able to win without CJ Stroud, and he's doing pretty he's doing incredible things along with it. Um, the Niners, on, for better or worse, have actually won without CMC being able to score a touchdown. Um, I do like him as offensive player of the year. The the Dolphins aren't able to beat good teams, so that kind of takes Tyreek Hill out of it for me. Um, putting up, uh, I'll put up. I'm gonna put up the. Uh, you guys have you have a preferred book? You guys are you guys? Do you have, is your preferred book? I should be sports book. DraftKings is yours. DraftKings is. I'm just putting it up as I as I put in the code so I can just see what's on there. Um, but well, I, uh, I, I have a list in front of. I have a list okay, okay, yeah. Who's on who's on there? That's not a, that's a non quarterback that you got in front of you. Okay, so the the first name down would be McCaffrey. And at DraftKings, okay. he's all the way down. It's, it's probably the, the, the lowest number in any book right now at 18-1. to 1. Um, You can still, if you shop around, you can get CMC for um, at 50-1. to 1, Actually, I see him at one book. Um, after that, it's Tyreek at 40-1. to 1. A.J. Brown on that list, he's actually fairly high at DraftKings at 100-1. to 1. Uh, And then everybody else, there's really no real consideration uh, or reasonable consideration at this point. Well, there's a way to... There's a way to think about it, though. Like, this Monday is going to be really important because, like, I said this on on my pod, but, like, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are tied. One of them is going to probably be eliminated from the MVP consideration after this game on Monday. And to your point about, like, CMC, they're going to play the, they're going to play the, the, let's say Hurts wins. Yeah. And Mahomes then probably, Mahomes probably moves then, Hurts certainly moves to minus 125. Um, Mahomes probably moves a little bit to like plus 400 or something like that. Or at very worst, Hertz is probably plus 125. What? But then when CMC in two weeks plays the Eagles, let's say CMC goes for 150 and three touchdowns and the Eagles just get mud stomped at home, that's going to flip that too because like marquee wins are super, super important to this. And that's yeah. why that's something that's not being talked about on Monday. Like if you let, like, Right now is a great time to get in the MVP race if you if you have not made a bet all year because you have a couple a, a bunch of marquee games that are coming up that are going to define how the odds are going to look for that race. That's a really good point. That more often than not, unless unless you were right on it from the start of the year, more often than not, at least at this point of the season, you you know who your main contenders are, and I think you can make a very legitimate argument that this MVP race is as wide open as it's been. In, in how many years Stroud is really interesting like he's second in the NFL right now in passing yards um, best touchdown interception ratio yeah. in the league not completing a lot of his 61.6% of his passes but it's very evident to your point that he is the reason why Houston is in the situation that they are in two key late drives also bringing them back to the win uh, certainly goes with that saying. you know what else I'm, I'm, I'm wondering about too um, as it regards to not just uh, scoring being down, uh, turnovers are way up. Turnovers on the offensive side are way up. I, thank you, thank you, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen, eleven interceptions. Um, 
Tua's got seven. I don't think he had seven all season long. Mahomes already has eight. Jalen Hurts is eight. Jalen Hurts uh, is over his total from last year. Yeah. Um, it, we also just might be at the point where there's an inevitable flip over to so much attention have been paid to offenses that the league goes and shifts as in any league. Like sometimes, you know, the NBA, for example, is so much defensive oriented content for a while. And then this three point movement and evolution comes along and then games are averaging, you know, in the 115 range. Now you're starting to see a little bit more of a shift back towards defense. Um, there's, I mean, we Georgia, like we just had national, we just had, sorry, but we just had like a, you know, back to back national champion that had a prolific defense that's now distributed across the, well, it's in the Eagles, a lot of them, but it's distributed across the league. Some of that stuff has happened. I mean, that's, that's part of it, probably. Oh, for sure. All right. So on the other side of this, we're going to continue to go through some notable observations from a betting perspective that, both Adam and I have taken away for the NFL. We'll also get his thoughts on some of the other leagues kicking off, both in college basketball and the NBA, trends that you can be aware of to put yourself in a nice ideal spot uh, for the rest of the season and beyond. And of course, we'll go through some of our favorite plays for the NFL, notably Chiefs and Eagles. Stay with us. He's Adam Rosenberg. I'm Ben Heisler. This is Benny and the Bets presented by PXG. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. All right, my guy Adam Rosenberg is back with a second appearance here on <laughs> Benny and the Bets. Uh, so it is like hosting Saturday Night Live. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you're, three, you're three more away from... Uh, how many do you have to get to to get to Christopher Walken status? He's the jacket. Is he the all-time leader, or is it uh... like Paul Simon's in that group? Uh, Christopher Walken's in that group. Steve Martin's in that group. They do all bit about it. It's great. Yeah, uh, Adam is Adam Taylor in that group as well. Uh, he may not be, but uh, oh, he, he would come back. He he, done, he came he's back, done but but he did wasn't in, like uh, like Chevy Chase is probably part of a lot of the older guys who are like part of it are are in that group that are like. We hosted and we starred. So, uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin uh, was the most prolific host. He is he has hosted seventeen times between nineteen ninety and uh, twenty seventeen. Good uh, times. Good yeah. Um. But he, he probably won't be back for a while. Yeah, he's in hiding. Is it too soon? Too soon to talk about them. I I was talking about him yesterday with somebody as as a really good <laughs> easy person to work with. And then they ironically used the term "shot," but they weren't doing it in the way that I thought. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, when you're sleep deprived, some of those some of those like nuances just uh, oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. catch up they catch up to you a little bit on the later side. So before we dive back into the NFL, obviously we're in the midst of college football. You'd mentioned some of the correlated plays that you'd been out throughout the course of the year with a lot of the boosts that some of these books are offering. We're also in the early stages of college basketball and NBA as well. Um, just from an overall perspective, besides football. Is there a sport at this time of year that you really like to zone in on, whether it be for any sort of uh, market inefficiency opportunity where you feel like you're in a little bit more control of the line, you can react a little bit quicker than the sports books do? What do you like to try and focus on this time of year? So, uh, you know, like I, I wear a lot of hats, like I said, like I and I am like a betting analyst, I'm, you know, primarily like been an MLB guy, but I've been trying to expand it to more things. And this year I'm getting more into college basketball and college football. 
the stuff that I really, uh, the stuff that I've noticed you can really key in on is props in hockey and props in the NBA. And for hockey, everyone loves shots on goals. What I've keyed in on is saves uh, for goalies because then I don't have to worry about a single player um, take going off. All I got to do is worry about this goalie staying in the game the whole time and not being pulled, which is actually pretty rare. So that's been fun. Um, and playing around a lot more on NBA on, um, you know, rebound props and things like that. But, um, those are like kind of the markets that I'm consistently like laying in bed and like, what am I looking to attack? And, uh, it's funny. I just don't play like college football is where I play more sides than anything, just because the the spots are much more interesting. Uh, it's like letdown spot it's conference thing and stuff like that. Like I don't even play sides for NFL anymore. Um, but I definitely really? do it for, yeah, I, I, really, I didn't know that that's not, that's not an area that, that you enjoy as much. It's just not as much. I mean, I do, but like, I'm in like a bunch of ATS like pools. So it's like, rather than play those every week, I'm like, oh, well I get to pick a slate of, you know, it's part of the pool. So I, like, I just, I haven't, I haven't gotten as into the sides also because just the quarterback play and stuff's been bad. It's just been more challenging to me of like, what do I think this game script is? And then nailing that game script of like, Oh, if the Chiefs are up by 40 points in the fourth quarter, who's the check down running back on the other team that's going to be getting receptions? And like, oh, it's Rashad Johnson. So like, you know, and that cashed like a pretty big parlay for me. Um, but that's kind of how I've been how I've been doing things. That's really interesting, especially from the live perspective. Cause oh, yeah. I I did that I think a couple of weeks ago with Brees Hall, who was in a dynamic matchup, and they just didn't get on the ball at all. And I think Michael Carter who they just released, uh, I think on four. To send a message. Line. I don't know what the message was that they sent, but yeah, strange message. Uh, Very strange message. Uh, but he's now he's now gone. But he, he certainly took away some of those pass catching opportunities um, that that Brees Hall could have had and maybe could have actually done something with. But that that's a really good call, especially heading into the the fourth quarter uh, of a lot of these different games. Because if you're right, if you if you nail game script, and especially if there's somebody that you like Jarek McKinnon was that guy for me a lot last year in Kansas. Oh yeah. Um, but his usage rate was so much larger last year than it was this year. And it's surprising to me, given their struggles on offense, like that's a dude with burst in the middle of the field that is clearly comfortable in both pass blocking and run blocking situations that you can feel secure and dumping off the ball where if you don't trust your wide receivers, you got a guy that can break away in the middle of the field that's a really good route runner, and they just haven't used him at all. So that's another component, too, is the guys that maybe we thought were a little bit more reliable over the last few years, the stable of pass-catching running backs now that we're trying to become accustomed to has grown exponentially over the last Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, last week, um, I cashed a pretty big same-game parlay with the Broncos, where look like um Samaji Pirine's like known as that pass catching back. He was MIA until three minutes were left in the fourth quarter, and it was uh, Jaleel McLaughlin who was catching all these passes. And I had him. I I bet his he was like to get two catches. He'd gotten like three straight weeks of four catches, and to get two catches, he was plus money. And I was like, I'm definitely taking this. And I took it. And I in my parlay, I had. Uh, and I'm just thinking like, oh, did this guy get kicked off the team? And then sure enough, he like returns to form and he get and like on that final drive, he has like three catches for 30 yards. And it's, you know, I, I'm trying to think about it, but like, 
I don't even remember a lot of running backs getting over 100 yards anymore on the ground. Like they're all, it's all through, it's like Jerry McKinnon style. It's like, I'm going to do this. I think what's funny is that I'm not trying to gas you guys up, but it's, it's one of the reasons why I think that like, I think that Isaiah Pacheco is elite. I think he is so good. And I still think he's criminally undervalued across the league because he's one of the rare running backs that still runs. And um, like him and Brees Hall, him and Brees Hall, I think are the two best running backs in the league. If I had to like, you know, really, really get into guys who are explosive who can do something. Yeah. I, I'd maybe still consider putting Jacobs on that list in Las Vegas. Maybe it's, but I, but that's also a guy that's been a little bit more run into the ground and you just yeah. don't know and trust the stability. Like Henry is still, Derek Henry is still amongst the, the top running backs. But again, it's, it's because the nature of the running back position is so drastically different that like he's just a load to bring down, even though he's lost a step and can't yeah. stay healthy. Like, yeah. Will he still run for a thousand yards on a terrible, terrible Titans team? It wouldn't surprise me because like, that's just, that's how they're going to play, especially with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Nobody agree. What about, okay. So you, you, you got to set this up well for, for diving into this game. But, but, but before we do that, I guess looking down the slate, is there any other matchup this week before we dive into the Monday night game between the chiefs and the, and the Eagles that, has caught your attention that has led to a prop in the market that you still feel is available and undervalued um, collectively as late as a whole. I know it's still, you know, late, late Thursday as we're recording this podcast, but for the rest of the slate, what, what catches your eye? So the first thing that catches my eye is that you've, you have a lot of lo- you have a, you have multiple long spreads. So the game scripts in some of these games is predicting a blowout, which means that you can get a lot of fun. Like, for example, like Buffalo is favored by seven at home. The Niners favored by 12 at home. Uh, the commanders are favored by eight. The commanders should not be laying nine points to anybody, but they're, 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 they're laying nine to uh, Tommy DeVito and the, and the Giants. But the, the, look, the, the thing that completely catches my eye, and I know we've talked, that probably been talked about a lot this week, is that the Browns are starting a quarterback who I do love. I love I love DTR. I do love uh, Dory Thompson, but um, he had a horrific first start, and they are and they're against the Steelers, and they are still favorites. The Steelers are still dogs in this game. Uh, there is a the prop that I took in that game early, and I I'm looking right now to see on DraftKings like what it is, uh, what it's at. But I took the over two and a half turnovers at minus one fifty um, because both you have a quarterback who has thrown picks against this team and you also have another quarterback who uh the only time he started he threw three interceptions and had seven turnover worthy plays um it was like a little it was obviously like pretty juiced um but it was something i was looking at and um like i i think that it's just interesting because the browns like both these teams are in it like the browns just can't like pack up their season so um they'll probably try to at least be competitive it's just really interesting to me that a quarterback that we saw usually when a quarterback's out, like Watson was out that first time and the market moved six points. And we're like, Oh, it's an overreaction, but it wasn't an overreaction. It actually was an underreaction. The guy was terrible. And this line moved less than it did when Watson was ruled out. And now we're like, we don't know. Like we have a proof, but we can prove a concept to know, like at least as a baseline, is this guy good or not? Um, or what the what value is. So, I think that there's going to be some fun stuff in that game. Um, I also just have a soft spot for the Steelers team just because, you know, they're just 
I like TJ Watt, I'm a big TJ Watt guy. So, um, so we'll see. But that's stuff that I'm that I'm identifying some things on this weekend. I usually wait till Thursday practice notes to really start doing anything because you get a sense of like who's going to be playing and who isn't. But I've, I've circled that one as one of the games I'm going to be uh, probably betting more than I should. So, pretty crazy. The the numbers for Kenny Pickett: thirteen and eight in his career, straight up fourteen and seven against the spread, despite just paltry offensive numbers. Just I think he's hurt. Yeah. And by the way, another he's, note from... Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, like, I mean, we watched him last year and he had, like, spark. And, like, if you, he's not getting really far throws, which indicates probably a hip injury. But last year, he was, like... Like, last year, like, a way worse Steelers team last year, he helped make, you know, what, 500 or something like that. And... I the old I it's sort of like with Mac Jones like I don't think Mac Jones is this bad I think Mac Jones is trying to actively get himself kicked off the Patriots but um I don't think Kenny Pickett is this bad I think Kenny Pickett's hurt that's fair I because something because something has looked off pretty much the something looked year. completely like he just doesn't have any he has like no power in any of his throws and like I never thought he was great like I I was like this guy's gonna be like Josh Rosen um. But then I saw him play, and I was like, he's not that bad. And um, I just think he's hurt. I think a lot of these guys are hurt. Jalen Hurts is hurt, you know? A lot of these guys are hurt. That's the other thing. You know, they're all as playing an, through it. As an underdog, which this, this will always be the narrative for for the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, 57-32-4 against the spread, 47-46 and 46 straight up. That, to me, that's that's even more impressive than the than the record against the spread. That if you go into a game as a dog and you have a 500 record, slightly above 500 record, um, pretty remarkable. Also, the the total in this game, like we 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 buried the lead. oh yeah, <laughs> it's like 34, right? 33, <laughs> and 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 dropping because there's it's going to be 10 plus mile hour winds in Cleveland that day. Oh man, I mean, I'm looking down on this list too, and I mean, forget about that one, like. Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs now has two like come from behind victories. Has proven that he has proven over the course of a, of a year on two different teams that he can be signed off the street and perform. And he is the Vikings are getting points against the Broncos, um, who we had left for dead up until last week, and they beat the Chiefs and they did this. And it's just like that is just a wild. I mean, I would have put this as probably I would have favored the Vikings in this. Vikings have been getting better. Um, I think that's it. I, I mean. I don't know if this Bills team should be laying seven points at home to the to a Jets team that has a top four defense. Like this is some of these lines are a little bit now that I'm looking at them are pretty off. So at least in my mind, either either that or you feel like you're walking into one with with the Vikings. Um, this is a perfect opportunity to to dive into this because I I have a play on the Vikings that is is going into my play for for the Chiefs and the Eagles. But okay, before I get to that, add. Can yes. you believe that we're already this deep in the NFL season? Dude, it flew by. It's amazing, right? And so I feel like I speak for both of us and certainly everybody listening and watching this show that we have to make every second count. And you can do that with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can make the most out of every game day by betting on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can still score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on any matchup of course the the game this week in kansas city right now the eagles yeah as we record this show two and a half point dogs 
against Kansas City on Monday Night Football. Total has been dropping in this game, by the way, as well, right now at 45 and a half. So a lot of different ways that you can go, but you can all get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the app now. Use the code KCSN. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit one uh, visit excuse me www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Just call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, you must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com backslash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after they are issued. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Okay, legalese, out of the way. Let's dive into the actual matchup. I mentioned that I have uh, something that's correlated with the Sunday night game into the Monday night game. Um, I'm teasing both of the underdogs this week. Uh, at eight and a half. I like, I like that. I like, I like I the, tell that. I like the Eagles at, at eight and a half. And again, DraftKings, one of, one of the things I love about them is that if you are going to bet a teaser, you are going to get arguably the best line around it. Yes, you will. You will. Uh, in, in fact, yeah, I, that, I, I think that's undisputed. Um, and Vikings, by the way, it's it's now down to two. Um, so be plus eight for Minnesota, plus eight Look for the number. Eagles. We've, yeah, we've talked about the correlation on primetime unders. Unders with underdogs has been a very statistic, a very good trend for many years now, and especially with scoring down. Um Listen, we're talking about this game very differently, I think, on Sunday night, Adam, if um, the Buffalo Bills don't have 12 guys on the field. We might be talking about Minnesota as a peckham here, or maybe one point as opposed to two or maybe even more. So that changes the narrative here. Um, yeah. But let's but let's dive into this matchup itself, because here's what I'm curious to get your thoughts on sort of initially, and then we can dive into where you're going, either total spread, props, whatever. I think if you're power ranking these teams right now, I would still have the Eagles over Kansas City, but I think in light of a lot of different things, Chiefs having the the win in the Super Bowl, Chiefs being a, a public play more often than not, even more so than the Eagles, home advantage on Monday Night Football, uh, Mahomes record uh, in prime time. Like all these things are correlating into the line being where it is, but on a neutral field, I don't know if I would necessarily necessarily have Kansas City as an, an outright favorite here. No, I think like the intangibles of them having beaten the Eagles make it so that it's really hard. This Eagles thing is really special in that sense. Um, yeah, the other thing is that things have been kind of flipped. Like the uh, last year when they met, the Eagles had a better pass defense and you know had a pretty like prolific on both sides. They still have a great rush defense now. It's uh, I don't even know. I don't think the Chiefs are getting respect, but they have the third, the third passing defense DVOA. Like they're they they have a very good passing defense. Um, and then um, but the rushing defense has been having problems. I think that the um, they were ESPN did a graphic where it was 
who's left the team since they played. And honestly, like Juju Smith-Schuster is like the only, like probably like the biggest name that anyone would care about. Like Brad Clark was on there, but it was like, whatever. Um, the uh, I just think that these teams are, you know, pretty even in that sense. But this is kind of <clears throat> one of those things. I think it's a homerism, but I'm, I, I still think that the Eagles are going to kind of seize this moment. I think their wide receivers are so far and away offensively, it's just a lot better. And look, the Eagles love to commit to a run game. And that's something that the Chiefs haven't been able to stop all year. They've been beaten by that by almost every single team. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's some plays and things here and there. I also think that it's kind of funny that, you know, Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift, who's from Philadelphia. People don't remember this or realize this. But what if all of this was just a campaign to for this game? Because she's got Philly ties and now she's got Chiefs ties too. I'm just... Yeah, no, I've... I, I I've heard that that conspiracy theory. I've heard that narrative. Um, my my wife has gone down the extreme rabbit hole of everything Taylor Swift and everything Travis Kelsey. Um, to to the point where I'm like legitimately concerned for her overall mental health and well being. Um, regarding this, but it's it's very real. It's very spectacular. Um, somebody somebody was asking me today. I did a, a radio hit in New Orleans, and they said, "Oh, nice, Bruce." Is the boost for Kansas City because um, the uh, Travis's parents and Taylor's parents are going to be meeting each other for the first time? Like, I, is that the way. narrative? Is that what the publicist said? There's, there's a new, there's a new narrative. Man, it's it. Something changes every week. Honest to God, it really does. Uh, and I was like, maybe they're there because both of their kids. Hopefully, kids would be there. Yeah, I'm gonna just throw that. Maybe Taylor Swift's parents happens to be there, but like, I think this is a convenience factor, if anything else. So if I would your, think so. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift narrative, as a result of that, I I can only I can't help you. And let's also face it, like Jason Kelsey, not Travis Kelsey, was just nominated for People's Sexiest Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, impressive. But it's been good. And the Kelsey documentary came out at the beginning of the season. I don't know, man. I mean, look, I'm a PR guy. Yeah, and by the way, yeah, everybody is fantastic. Nice our guy Nick Springer has a, a sneaky suspicion that that Taylor Swift might be out to to sabotage Travis here. Which I mean, but what does she gain by that? I mean, is is like an NWO heel turn where she's like she just reveals that she has a uh, an Eagles jersey on underneath it, and she's just like I'm from Reading. You know, can you imagine. Wait, we can we <laughs> can we talk about this for a second? I well, we'll get to our best bets in, in just a second here. Can you? I, I just want to walk through this scenario with you. She's in the booth. It's with Kelsey's parents. They're going through. They're having a great time. She's got like her Chiefs windbreaker on. And then all of a sudden, the camera just zones in on her. And she gives like that little Taylor Swift look right into the camera. Unzips the windbreaker. And it's a Jason Kelsey jersey on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. My God. People would go nuts. Oh. I, I would have, I mean, I know Chief stands and, and a lot of a lot of folks in the city would just be devastated. I I admire Taylor Swift, but that would be the greatest heel turn in the history of heel turns. That'd be a really in heel. Be, in, that'd be an incredibly impressive heel turn. Yeah, a heel turn in heels would be something that heel turn in heels. Heel turn in heels. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna trademark that. Um. Okay, so you, it sounds like you and I are both kind of on the same side here, um, leaning towards Philadelphia. I again, 
I don't know if I necessarily feel comfortable taking the Eagles plus two and a half. I feel much better taking them as part of the teaser. Yeah. But anything else you like for this game? Anything else that stands out within this matchup? You mentioned the the run game for for Philadelphia. Um, looking and pulling up some of the numbers here. Um, Philadelphia top five in rushing touchdowns per game, uh, eighth in rush yards per game. Um, they're the number one team in the NFL converting on third down. Um and also number one on fourth down conversions. So that's going to be, I think, the, the most interesting test is how often are the Eagles getting themselves in favorable third down situations and keeping the Kansas City defense on the field? Because the Chiefs have been good at getting teams off the field on third down. They're top 11 in the league, but now you're going up against the number one team. If Philadelphia is sustaining drives, at A.J. Brown or DeAndre Swift or whoever, Jalen Hurts is tush pushing his way on third and short, extending drives. It, hard for me to look at this matchup and say, I, I don't like it for, for Philadelphia. I, I really do. I, I think this is a game that they could win very easily outright, and I don't think anyone would be surprised. You know, and it's funny because like both these teams are actually like very similar in the red zone. Um, they both yeah. have actually had red zone problems overall. Um they're uh, yet still are tops in scoring because they're both making big plays happen at certain times. One of the things that I am looking at in this case, so like one of the angles that I like to do whenever I look at props now, I look for wide receiver threes or wide receiver twos that are doing production of the level above them. So I look for guy who is like the backup, but he is, but he is, you know, performing at a different level. And you get guys that kind of pop their heads up once in a while. Eagles have one of the highest a dots in the league. A dot being that nerd stat, meaning average depth of target. I always call it a nerd stat. Sorry, guys, it is a nerd stat. But they're also very, very, and the Eagles are very bad at giving up uh, explosive uh, passing. I believe they are. Uh, I will pull it up right now. But they are explosive passing. Uh, basically, means um, passes that are complete that are uh, twenty yards or more. They are one, two, three, four. They're about twenty seventh, which is not good. Um, so who am I looking at to do this? Our old friend Marquez Valdez Scantling for over longest reception of 12 and a half yards. He can get that one catch. He's been popping his head up lately. He got, um, he had, uh, he, well, first of all, he surpassed this against Miami uh, in in Germany. Uh, he did this against Denver, even in, in the loss. Uh, he did this against the Chargers. He's had like a three week run. Uh, and targets wise, look, man, he had three targets in Germany, uh, four uh, the week before, five that. He's, he's kind of, Come alive. And he's exactly the kind of guy with a low number that basically when Patrick Mahomes is like, I'm looking for someone to do this. I'm looking for someone to make something happen. All you need is a 13-yard catch in this caches. And the Eagles are giving those up to a lot of people. So Marquez Valdez scaling the MVS over 12 and a half longest reception. I really like that play. And a guy that I've had some bad luck with on that bet before for that very reason. When he catches the ball, um, average depth of the target is ex- extremely long. They're going to, he's like, Adam, he's 14 catches for 249 yards this year. He's averaging just <laughs> under 18 yards a catch. His reception, um, receiving yards, I think is listed as eight at 18 and a half this year. And so you're right. Like, yes, he only has three targets in the month of November, but he's averaging 11 yards on those plays. And Mahomes has to throw the ball to someone and if you're expecting Philadelphia to put some sort of offensive pressure on Kansas City, why not go to a guy that actually was projected to have more receiving yards? The very popular name at the start of the season was Sky Moore. 
everybody loves Skymore, including me. I was wrong about Skymore. Maybe maybe I could still be right. But Valdez Scanlon was projected for 700, I think 700, 750 receiving yards this year. Maybe he doesn't get there, but at some point, they know how to use him. And that's a really low number. That's a really low number for a guy who knows exactly what his role is. Exactly. In 12 targets over his last three games, um, seven receptions in those games. So seven of his 14 receptions have come in the last three weeks. So I I don't hate that play one bit. I I think that's probably one that I'm going to be tailing at the end of the show as well. Good stuff, man. Always a lot of fun being able to do this together. Uh, yeah, and I know think, that. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that what we should do is, because we're not going to be able to do it on the show, I think you and I should probably like do a collab of some other bets for this for Monday that we can kind of release together, like into the wild on X or something like that. We could, I learned, I've started doing TikTok. We could do a TikTok together somehow. We could figure it out, but we, yeah. we owe it to ourselves to like collab on a couple of plays for this. Okay. I'm 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 fully on board with this. Awesome. I love it. All right. We'll make it happen. You guys should be following Adam. Uh <laughs> check out his work. You can find him over at FTN. You can find uh, him over on Twitter on X at Hey Rosenberg. Um where else can they go? I, I'm trying to like load up my my handy dandy list of everything. At Hey Rosenberg all over the place. I have a I got a podcast, Bird and Berg Show. Um I you know, sometimes I show up on SGPN um just to cause trouble there. Uh, use I'm on Vison once in a while, but you can find all my stuff at F- generally speaking, find all my stuff at FTN. Um, if you don't want to talk about sports, but you want to talk about PR, my day job is doing sports PR. Um, so for chalk and dog, but uh, yeah, you can just find me at Hey Rosenberg across all platforms. You, by the way, if uh, you're also looking for some some very under the radar sharp plays at Babies Who Bet. Oh yes, uh, the babies are very the babies are very sharp. The babies yeah, are very uh, sharp. You can you can choose to fade Nora, uh, ride with Moneyline Jake. I, I wouldn't ever fade Nora. I, I think she's too sharp of a kid. And uh, I'll continue to. Yeah, but Jake, uh, Jake's, Nick, Jake's nickname is tight end one, dude. He, he's he's tracking at that level of size. So, you know. <laughs> we should all be so lucky. Yeah, I really. appreciate you, Adam. Thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.